What does it mean to manufacture a stronger standard? At DeGeist, it means to solve challenges and help manufacturers achieve more through our people, our technology, and our belief that anything is possible. This is Manufacturing a Stronger Standard, a podcast by DeGeist. Hello and welcome to Manufacturing a Stronger Standard, your source for thought leadership in manufacturing and finishing from DeGeist Corporation. I'm Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the show. Now we're continuing a series with DeGeist called What's New in Finishing Technology. And today's episode is going to focus on polyfluid. And joining me today are two subject matter experts, and they're going to tell us all about polyfluid, what it does, where it came from, and uh, what it's used for. So uh, first and foremost, we have Derek DeGeist joining us, president of DeGeist Corporation and Lesta. USA. Derek, thanks for being here. Yes, thank you, Tyler. And we also have Bill Robinson, president of Coding Delivery Technology. Bill, thank you so much for being here today. Great to be here. Great to talk to you, Derek. We've been so busy. It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) It has been a busy time. It's a good time to be busy. And Derek, let's start off just by talking about what is polyfluid? When did you first come across it? And uh, how does this also uh, bring Bill into the picture? Yeah, um, it's actually pretty interesting. We were, this came about just by us as we were bringing less to USA into our company and then to North America, as we we're looking at what that opens up by having robotics and automation in your general industry application, we now have access to other products that can enhance the that system even further. Um, because the more the more variables, the more things that you can control, the the more opportunities and other things open up. And so as we are touring over in Europe, which by the way has like way cool stuff over there, equipment and technologies we don't have in the US. And so I kept stumbling upon products that we didn't have here. I'm like, what is this? And how does, what what does this do? And so uh, Polyfluid was one of those, one of those products. We were over at looking at a lot of powder applications where the Lesta robotics had had been implemented in and been used for a long time. You know, robotics, self-learning robots have been used over in Europe for 30 years. So they're everywhere and everyone's using them. So what was previously we thought impossible is just common practice. And so with that, we found that the polyfluid unit was on a lot of, ro- of our robotic applications that we had. And, and the reason they do it is because it's a product that eliminates variables and it can be used um, in a robotic application and controlled and do a lot of really cool things. So uh, as we look to bring over this technology to add to our paint systems, we then wanted to find a way also to be able to help our customers, our Lesta USA customers, because first and foremost, we wanted to eliminate variables for our customers and make a more proven application process. And so by doing that, we uh, contacted CDT Technologies, which is the um, the master distributor and, and would bring in these products and sell them. And uh, we met Bill and uh, the, we hit it off, put our systems in our, our, our company and uh, started doing systems together. And the rest is kind of history. So uh, it's been a great partnership. And uh, I'd love for Bill, maybe you can tell us what is Polyfluid? I'll let you kick it off, man. This is your baby here. So tell me, tell us all, what is it? So they know that we met, you know, when we put nitrotherm, which is our liquid product in uh, in your facility and yeah. you've seen it in Europe with the polyfluid as well. But uh, and I had no idea at the time that uh, we would work together as uh, to market these products. But then as you moved into uh, marketing the products and we got the polyfluid, which is a powder coating application product. It's been it's been an amazing uh, journey already. The polyfluid, uh, we've been 
doing nitrotherm on the liquid in for 15 to 18 years. The polyfluid is a brand new technology. And uh, at one of the powder shows I was at about two years ago, uh, more than one person came up and said, this is the, the only thing that's really changed in powder in 30 years. And the polyfluid is, uh, is an exciting technology. Basically, what we're doing is we're taking the compressed air because all powder is dispensed through compressed air. Compressed air is the carrier that pushes the powder to the gun, and it's the atomizing air that that uh, pushes the powder pa past the charge and onto the product. And so the atomizing and compressed air is critical in powder. Uh, the humidity is also critical in powder because as you add moisture to powder, any type of moisture or contamination, it tends to clump up and clog and, and causes a whole lot of challenges. So. The polyfluid system works by, we take the your compressed air or plant compressed air and we hook it up into our system. And basically what our system is doing, it's using a membrane. Compressed air, just like your breathing air, 78% nitrogen and 21% oxygen and inert and weird stuff, uh, humidity, moisture that changes with temperature and with heat. And we filter everything out, put about 97, 98% uh, nitrogen. Nitrogen is inert and hydrous, has a dew point of about minus 154, which is critical for powder. It's tremendous. So when we, when we switch to that as a carrier, we automatically eliminate a lot of challenges with, with fluidization and with the atomizing air for powder. They're able to actually reduce the amount of atomizing air that they're using uh, for the powder. The second thing with powder uh, is that uh, actually science has shown a while ago, but it, we just implemented it with powder, is that there's an ideal temperature for applying powder, and it's actually not heated, it's chilled. Uh, and so besides converting it to nitrogen, we actually chill the nitrogen to the optimal temperature for application. And the third thing that we do with the polyfluid is we have an ionization charge. We're putting a charge of either positive or negative, a pulsating charge in, in polyfluid, on the actual uh, compressed nitrogen now. And you put these three things together and you get some uh, tremendous results. You're able to get uh, a higher transfer efficiency. You know, one of the big things in powder is you're putting five mils on everywhere to guarantee you get the th two or three mils in the very tough areas, the hard corners and angles. And the ionization helps uh, eliminate Faraday issues. And if you do a dry film check on a product, you're going to find that our deviation is, is much less when you're spraying with polyfluid. And that, that makes a higher quality finish. Um, and you put those three things together and you're saving powder. Lots of times you can in, increase the actual production line speed because the transfer efficiency is better. Although it's only been out for about, well, really, I guess, six years in Europe now and about uh, four years here, we're having very good success with it. And since we started working with you, Derek, uh, where you have the lab, where you have the systems in there and you can demonstrate uh, to the company the actual changes that happen. I mean, it's just been been outstanding. So we're really excited to keep this going. Well, I think that's one of the, the uh, a key difference now is just that we're, we're using this technology. We have it available. It's in our lab. We're taking variables out, even that they'll see in their production environment. So if you're looking at it for a manual application, we're not going to disrupt your line. We're not going to disrupt to take time off from people and shut things down to be able to test and try things out. We're going to take the exact stuff that you have. We're going to bring it in our lab. We'll run it with the robot and we'll show you exactly what it is. The science speaks for itself. And then 
then we can then bring it to your facility. And what's really neat about your team is is that uh, that the teaching and the learning side that you give our customers is fantastic. You teach them how to use it and to be able to dial dial it in and be able to fine tune the system. It it is a very simple system in terms of implementation of bringing it into your line, but dialing it in is a science. And you guys got. Uh, decades of experience. And we put that together with our application and production experience in our test lab, and we can do some really cool things. Derek, you're actually making it uh, very simple because you're putting the whole project together on site. I mean, we've worked with robotics and the liquid and the powder end, and somebody has to buy a robot and they, okay, they bought a robot. And then they have to hire somebody to come in and try to get it set up for their system on site in the production environment. And you're putting the package together uh, and if it's got a polyfluid on it, that's already done as well. And I mean, it's just tremendous. I mean, we haven't been working together all that year, but I mean, you, you ran through, I think, four installations with us in November and December. And I was on the, I was on the odds bet that you, there's no way you can install these four robots around the holidays, get them done. Of course, Chris was up there, my guy helping you with the polyfluid implementation and training, and they all went extremely smooth. Like the story, Chris came back and told me the one guy in Philadelphia the next day he ran in and hugged the polyfluid unit. So <laughs> that was an interesting one because we did we did a double install for them. We did a robotic installation on one of their systems, and then we they they have multiple systems. We're starting with one, and so we want to get this one done, and then we want to look at our next facility to move the next facility. And, it was, and they went through, seen our stuff. We went through our lab, bought the the polyfluid system to be able to help eliminate variables in their robotic application. They were getting that ready. And he called up actually afterwards. And he's like, hey, why should I wait to put that nitrogen bubbler? I said, well, I, I, need, I need another one of those right now. That that works all the time. I don't need a robot to get that started. And we said, well, that's a, that's a great idea. So we started out there, one of the other facilities where we're putting our robotic application in. And we put that system in over there on on a man, starting on a manual application. We put it in, and uh, they're just part of their process, going through the training. You know, it's always better. The fear of having too light makes people, like you said, put on way more than they need. You know, more is always better. You know, and so they were seeing a reduction on just one like a box a day powder and it's a one it's a two boot they had a two two operators going one on each side and they were 35 percent like reduction in powder manually um i think they found a sweet spot around 27 percent where they felt like it was just like a i mean they they were up to 40 percent down and they could make it work but their sweet spot i think ended up at like 27 percent manually uh savings on their powder i uh, talked to their uh, their main operator at the end of the day and he said that he, he loved it i mean so it worked great he thought it laid out better it was it was a smoother process he said usually this entire area around here is covered in powder he said the floor is clean i didn't we didn't even sweep it and so um, he was super excited. That got back to the owner. We were up uh, working on installing their system. We were adding uh, a robotic system to a current uh, conveyor system they already had and integrated in, into a booth that they already had. And we had had the polyfluid unit on that other uh, line sitting there. And the owner came up, he walked up, and he hugged hugged the, the, the polyfluid unit, and he rested his head on it. Not just like a funny hug, like a long hug, like almost a little uncomfortable to some degree. And he said... <laughs> 
that he just loved that thing. So he was so he was so excited, and that was a uh, that was really really fun to see. It's also important to know that uh, I mean, in the powder industry, you have this thing called recycle, where the booth is set up so when the powder hits the floor or gets sucked by the filter, that uh, they recycle it back into the mix, and so powder booth manufacturers uh, will say you got you know don't worry about it you got 95 percent recovery You're, you know it doesn't matter if it doesn't go on and that's that's total fallacy uh with powder first pass transfer efficiency is critical actually there's some very technical ideas of what the polyfluid is doing but the nitrogen uh, basically, it increases the resistivity of the powder. In other words, it's able to hold the charge longer. It just picks up a better charge. By holding the charge longer, that's how it gets to the product and stays on there without falling off. If you have a, a lot of places because of color changes and things don't change, don't have recycle boost, they're probably 50% efficient. They put in a, a 99 or 95% recycle booth, and maybe they go to 65. They don't go to 95. But lots of times people get sloppy with that because they think it's getting recycled anyway. When the powder gets shot out, it's like a snowflake. And when it's when it's shot out, especially at the higher pressures of compressed air, and it gets knocked on the floor and sucked in, swept in, whatever, refiltered, it's damaged. And uh, if that wasn't the case, you could just take a box of recycled powder and spray a product with it, and, and it, it simply doesn't work. Well, that's one of the things that concerns us as a integrator and working with automation, and we look at using a robot now, is that now you have another variable. And we could probably have a long debate if we brought some more powder people in or other equipment powder people in, but when you have a variable that's changing, if your powder snowflake is being damaged and that's changing, so your virgin to recycle powder, if that's not always gonna be consistent, or you train your program on more virgin powder and you run that with a robot, your transfer efficiency could be hurt by doing that as well. So if we can go to a polyfluid unit and increase that transfer efficiency on the first pass and be able to keep that more consistent, you're going to have a better application and better quality. Even in one of the facilities we went, they didn't have time to not have first pass transfer efficiency. Or one company had 60 applicators that they go through on each of their shifts and every one of them powder coats differently. Some have good technique, some have bad technique. And so using the same gun, they're getting different results. And so they needed a way to be able to, to be able to create in a manual application to start and we're moving to the robots very similar to the one in Pennsylvania. They needed to be able to create a, a more magic wand. We, they had to be able to find a way to get better transfer efficiency with less passes because they didn't have the time because their line density and their speed was so high that they needed to be able to get it with less passes and they needed to make sure we could overcome Faraday effect and get better transfer efficiency so they could move on to the next part. Otherwise, they couldn't handle what was coming at them. Depending on the application, many, many booths will have, maybe they have 10, 15, 20 automated guns, but they'll have what they call the manual reinforcement guy. Lots of times there's one in the front of the booth, one in the back, sometimes one in the front, two in the back uh, to cover the difficult areas that uh, the Faraday effect, which is the the difficulty caused by the charge of the powder to get into corners and angles. And uh, when they're able to hook it up with the polyfluid and get it optimized, they're able to minimize or eliminate those uh, Faraday issues. And that, lots of times that lets them eliminate one or both of the uh, manual reinforcement enforcement people as well, which is another tremendous benefit. Another key point is the compressed air that you talk about. I would say the only thing consistent about compressed air is it's not consistent. 
It is changing yeah. throughout the day, throughout the time of year. And then when you add moisture into the system with a powder, there's nothing worse than adding moisture in. And the different levels of moisture in each powders throughout the year, just from where they're storing it to when they're using it or where they put it in their hopper, or they're pulling it from the box, that's also changing. And and you add moisture in there and on your lines, that's like clogging your arteries. That's like eating too many cheeseburgers because you're putting that in there and you're starting to change what you have. So you're talking about your flow and your stuff going through there and also you're now you're getting or clogging your tips when you're manual you know you can just brush it off on your shoulder and keep going but now you have a robotic or you have an automated or you have some oscillating guns and you got a clogged tip that's a big problem um yeah. so now that's changing also you just your their flow is changing without with a different moisture level so when you see that being put there when you chill that powder to uh, 27 degrees and you're using the nitrogen who does not hold any moisture and you keep that churning in, in the fluidized bed, that also changes. You know, Brad, our application specialist, he was blown away the first time that he used it and he switched um, the hopper to the nitrogen um, and actually the bed raised quite a bit. I don't know, it's like 20, 30% higher just because when it fluidized, it fluidized much smoother. Um, you're also then you're ionizing inside of the hopper. So like you have some slight polarization of the molecules as you're running it through the system. So it's also creating a better flow because of that. So your clumping goes away completely. And one, one other really unique thing, what I found is that even can you can, can you evaporate moisture that's in your powder that you're bringing in there in the bed? Like a 4th of July weekend this last year, we, uh, we turned our system off in the hopper and it was 4th of July in, in South Dakota. It is, we got uh, mosquitoes and, and humidity. That's the things that we are really good at out here. But after a three day weekend, uh, we came back and our, and our uh, hopper, our powder had turned to a brick because it got so much humidity in there. It was solid. And uh, we turned the polyfluid unit on uh, within, uh, I don't know, it's a couple hours or something. We were completely fluidized. And it was completely de uh, dehydrated and ready to go, which was really cool. Yeah, the, the chilled nitrogen is, is critical. Just say, I mean, so a lot of times when we do a test uh, and we'll hook up and optimize for the nitrotherm or the polyfluid when we first hook it up, we'll have a certain pressure. But that's because the arteries, like you say, the lines that go from the fluidizer to the gun have built up a lot of uh, clogging in there, uh, reducing the actual idea of the line. And so after a day or two, they have, we have to go back and drop the pressures more because it does clean out the lines. And the, the fluidizer definitely runs... You know, if you got somebody with twenty or thirty fluidizers in there, uh, they're we're probably going to cut down the the atomizing air that's required to fluidize by about 30, 30 to forty percent, which really adds up when you have a lot of fluidizers running. And it does; it it, it de definitely fluidizes better, it carries to the lines better, which is the reason you're allowed to keep the you're able to keep the atomizing pressure lower. The lower it is, the slower the powder crosses the corona, picks up a better charge. And it holds the charge longer. And it's just three things put together that really optimize uh, powder operations. And powder coating is, is, is growing leaps and bounds over liquid because of the, you know, the, the VOC issue is solved with powder. Whatever neat thing we heard from one of the customers that uh, we, we interviewed and talked to, Bill, you and I, was that they had put them on, um, they had like 60-some guns. Venturi guns, and they put the, the polyfluid units on them, and they were able to 
reduce so much their flows, control their oscillating guns, got rid of the clogging. But then the interesting thing I never really thought about is that he said all the savings that they got after that. So after you're able to control these settings, now you reduce the flow so that you're getting better transfer efficiency. So they're able to reduce their booth temperature or their booth uh, draw on their on their fans and reduce the booth draw on the fans. And then they went to the next step to see what, what are the next, they had a couple other examples, I think, of things that they're able to have savings on that they were calculating the electricity that they're saving, the, the different compressed air cost money. So they're able to reduce their compressed air that they're using. And so there was a numerous other uh, soft savings that uh, added up as well. Well, one of the big savings though was the, the consumables. You know, a powder gun is $5,000 for some reason anyway. I don't know, but... Uh, hey, we want these equipment guys to still like us, Bill, when we're done here. So They have tips <laughs> and they have Coronas in there and the consumables is a very big business. There's also filters in the, in the little dense phase pumps, little filters, and it's amazing the cost of those. Well, the one client you're talking about, the uh, vendor actually came back and thought that they had lost the business because their consumables they buy to keep their 70 guns running was half of what it was last year. Uh, I mean, and, and that's a tremendous savings. I mean, when you can when you can start saving, uh, replacing the tips and, and the items like that, it makes a huge difference. And we can't prove that on a short term test. I mean, we tell them about it, but basically uh, we go in and we hook up the system and we try to measure the easiest thing for us to measure is powder savings and, and we optimize their guns and we measure that. But usually it's not long before somebody in QC comes up and says, wow, what happened? Uh, we, you know, our, our rejections are gone or our DOI is better or whatever. Our film build is more consistent. It doesn't take long to figure that out. And they start putting the, the cost savings to that. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very exciting new technology um, uh, and, and a wide open market out there. And we're, we're probably doing Actually, we're probably doing three to one powder demos now compared to liquid. Bill, that's why nobody knows about it. It's the best kept secret because <laughs> because the the why? I mean, I don't know if we covered this earlier, but then why aren't people hearing about it? It's because uh, the equipment companies, which are awesome, the powder they have great powder, great equipment, but it's just a way to to make make them all do work better. You're optimizing the powders, you're optimizing the equipment to be able to do more. So it's supercharging everything, right? Right, and, and we don't have. We don't sell guns. We don't sell, you know, we're not changing their system. They don't have to buy a new system. They don't have to buy a new booth. They don't have to do anything. We're going to go hook up to their existing system into their existing compressor line, tie into their fluidizer, turn it on, and they're going to start enjoying the benefits. It's not like they got to buy a new booth or eight new guns or, or change anything. It's just the system and the savings are tremendous. That return on investment is easily on manual applications, sometimes four months or less. On automated applications, uh, they can be that way if they're extremely efficient. It's still usually under a year just on powder savings, let alone rejection rate or increasing the speed of production or any of those items or consumables. And we're taking that in our lab with our customers now and a lot of these installations that we're talking about that we're doing together, we tell them, what, what are you running? Uh, we've partnered with every major equipment company in North America and we have their equipment in our lab. So you got Nordson? Great. Well, which what kind? You got a Venturi high def pump. You've got uh, Gima. You got Parker Ionics. And uh, I want to make sure I say them all so I don't miss one. Wagner. <laughs> and Wagner. Which one do you got in there? Um, we'll put it on there. 
We'll run. We, they want to say we can use the powder we have, or they can send us their powder. We'll run it. We'll get the mill build that they that they're looking for, and then we switch over to the polyfluid unit, and we run the exact same program with the robot, and we run the exact same program. And when we run that program, it's usually like three, four times what it was before. So we, then we start dialing it back, dialing it back till we get to the same the same build. Uh, we do the test. We show the, the the powder savings to be able to get to the same um, desired thickness that they're looking for. And then they can do the math, how much powder to use. Here's the percent, the reduction to run the same part on the program. And then you do the math and there it is. And so that's how uh, we've been able to help show our customers without impacting their operation. And then uh, we then bring it in there and let them try it out and then go put it in there and let them start doing better. Good stuff. All right, guys. Uh, we have had such a uh, a wide ranging and in depth conversation so far that it's hard to really put a bow on it. But if you had to maybe bullet point out a couple of things as, as we close up our conversation today on polyfluid, what sorts of things do you want people to be sure to walk away with and know as they leave the podcast today? Give us some bullet points, um, Bill. Let me kick it to you first. The polyfluid is a new technology that uh, a- absolutely uh, revolutionizes um, a lot of the. Uh, powder applications and the process that are used in there, putting that together with uh, de geese. So they have uh, a method as they start to uh, use robots and and be able to buy a system that already has it all put together in one uh, with an installation team. That's the same with us and with them is is a very unique opportunity. And we've had uh, tremendous success with it and really looking forward to a great year with de geese this year. And I would say that this is bar none, the simplest piece of equipment I've ever put into our facility ever. We plugged it in. Once we're set up, it just goes. And uh, the savings are are huge. The quality uh, increases are phenomenal. Can be used on a manual, can be used on robotic. And when when we bring those together and we bring the application experiences of our our production uh, team along with CDTs and bills, uh, it does create just an an awesome, powerful, dynamic solution that uh, we really think hits um, on all sectors for our customers. Well, Derek and Bill, thank you guys so much for for coming on the podcast today and telling a little bit more about Polyfluid and introducing this to uh, to so many people. This new technology and uh, Derek, you said the, the maybe it was a secret, but the the secret might be out um, and more people <laughs> might know now. But uh, that's good. That is good. That is good. Derek and Bill, thank you guys so much for joining us here on this episode of Manufacturing a Stronger Standard. Thanks a lot, Tyler, and thanks for joining us, Bill. You bet. Good talking to you. Well, it's been fantastic having everybody uh, join us for this episode of the podcast. Of course, we have previous episodes of the show, so if you've missed any of those, make sure to go back and listen uh, to all of those episodes and get your thought leadership in the world of manufacturing and finishing from DeGeese. And uh, of course, subscribe to the podcast, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or bookmark the DeGeese website to make sure you stay up to date with the latest in terms of thought leadership in the world of manufacturing and finishing. And we'll be back soon with more episodes of the podcast. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.